Hey guys, it's Shanti Helena. Welcome to the Shanti Helena Show. In case this is your first time tuning in, my name is Shanti Helena, blogger, podcaster, public speaker, and many more. To learn more about my brand, please go to www.shantihelena.com. That's www.shantihelena.com. So guys, 2019 is lit so far. We didn't have some amazing guests on my show, but today this lady right here, when I tell you Miss Annie is the business, she is the business. She's a publicist and she's a marketing professional. However, Annie has a very, very very touching story to tell on how she became who she is today so you guys tune in and i hope you enjoy the show hey annie so welcome to the shanti helena show it's nice to have you as a guest thank you shanti i'm so happy to be here thank you thank you thank you (laughs) absolutely so just to give you guys to show you how network is so important so i am part of this podcast group where you meet other podcasters and they could be a featured guest on your show and vice versa. So I was actually a guest on any show about a good month and a half, two months ago. So networking is very, very important. Absolutely. <laughs> very important. Uh, we actually end up clicking immediately after the interview. She has a really, really big, strong background in marketing. So we both shared a few common grounds and interests. So Annie, um, tell my listeners a little bit about yourself as far as your professional background. How did you get to where you was at today? Sure, absolutely. Well, I do have a bachelor's degree in public relations and a master's in communications and as well as a minor in radio, TV, film. So um, eight years straight of going to school and then I decided oh, I can't do this. I almost went for my PhD and um, I'm so glad I, I stopped actually. Um, so that's that's me in a nutshell, uh, my background in um, communications and public relations. Okay, so I know working as a publicist and as a marketer in our industry, it's kind of hard to kind of break ground to get clients and everything. During your years of college, did you do any internships that was able to help you to get to where you at today? That's a good question. And yes, I did. So you're right. First, let's touch on that. You're absolutely 100% right. It is hard to kind of break ground because with social media these days, now anybody can be their own publicist, basically, and kind of doing self-promoting and self-marketing. And and it's hard to compete with yourself and others, you know, when, when they're already kind of taking that step toward um, self-promoting. But as far as an internship, yes, actually, I was a part of a group called, or I I, um, had learned about an organization called the LeGrant Foundation, which is through the LeGrant Communications here in Los Angeles. And I was one of 20 recipients total that received a scholarship. Um, I was one of eight graduate students that received a $10,000 scholarship. They flew us out to New York and we were able to meet with um, uh, Weber Shadwick. Shadwick? Oh goodness, I'm probably butchering the name. Um, So we did kind of a workshop, an all-day workshop with them and then we had a reception in the evening where we met all of the donors um, and then just heard from some of the industry grades and uh, and because of that it opened up the doors to the internship at LeGrant Communications and it, I had a wonderful experience there they ended up extending my internship from one one um, 
one uh, contract to the second contract and I absolutely loved it. And, and that's where I learned everything pretty much um, how in an agency works and really all all that what um, you know all the people that wore different hats uh, we had the the CEO the VP and all everybody that just kind of helped each other which was really nice to be able to be a part of a community that really thrived on helping one another so you know you never want to be you never want to see your colleagues fail you always want to help them so that was the first time and first experience I've ever um, had with an agency nice so I know some people go to school for one thing because it's a cop-out or was an easy thing to do. So you're actually working actively in your field of what you went to school for, correct? I am. Yeah, I'm one of the lucky ones, I guess. <laughs> um, you're right, because I do know people that have graduated from school and, and went completely, you know, a, a totally different different direction. And I'm fortunate to be working in the field that I um, got my degrees in. So currently, right now, um, are you having any clients? Are you looking for new clients right now with your professional? Um, kind of both. I'm doing. I'm. I'm in the flux of of the best of both worlds. I am. I do have paid clients currently, um, and they are contract to contract, month to month. Some are longer. Some are three months contracts. But I do. I am also looking for work. I am actually looking for others who uh, would love to have a publicist or a marketing, digital marketing person or marketing professional on their team. And I'd love to be able to, you know, to network with other individuals and see where I could fit in their organization or where I can help in their marketing um, strategies. Okay. So as a publicist, as you mentioned earlier, you said people like us, like entrepreneurs, we actually become our own publicists. So if you had an entrepreneur that was listening right now, how would you persuade them to say why they actually need a publicist? What's something different that you can offer that an entrepreneur cannot offer themselves? Well, I think having a second party or even a third party kind of, you know, an outsider looking in, they can maybe identify some areas of strengths and weaknesses, you know, where, where there are weaknesses, you can turn them into opportunities. And sometimes they don't always see that because they're so closely um, related or close to the project because it's themselves or, or it's their company or it's their project. Um, sometimes they don't always see, you know, um, underlying issues that could occur or maybe they just need a, a second or third opinion. It's like going to a doctor, right? You don't, okay. I mean, you, you basically don't want to, if, you know, if you have an illness or, you know, life-threatening disease, you, you, you always want to get a second or third opinion to see, you know, where can their treatment, you know, or, or if there's treatment, so you think of it that way. It, you always want to have maybe a second or third party, outside party, kind of outside looking in, giving um, you know extra advice or advice where you maybe otherwise not have thought of it. Because I heard that when you do have a publicist, and let's just say hypothetically speaking, I can use my book for an example. It looks more better when a publicist sends someone a professional email or call and do an outreach to do a partnership versus myself. Is that accurate? 
Yeah, that's actually very accurate because sometimes you know you yourself may not know how to the lingo in trying to reach media. Let's say media outreach. So we have the knowledge because having gone to school, having had the training, having had the internship, we have the knowledge to be able to reach media and say, "Hey, this is why you should you know pay attention to ABC because you know they have topics that kind of meet your niche and um, cover your beat and that your audience may." Be interested in, so you don't always know that as if you're you yourself are promoting that to other people or to other organizations or to outlets. Um, sometimes they having a better relationship with the publicist. Um, I know it sounds kind of crazy, but it's true. They do they 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 trust a publicist. I think more so than sometimes. Um, that they trust the talent, if that makes any sense. Okay, absolutely. So I do know I have a few people in here um, that follow me that is actually in school for marketing communication. And, you know, our field can go so far. You can go digital, you can do publicist. So if someone was interested in being a publicist, what is a few things they can do uh, once they graduate from college or they're a fresh college grad to get their feet in the door to be uh, entry-level publicist? Sure. So if you have the opportunity to do, to do an internship, then do one. And then keep in touch with that, uh, with that organization because you never want to burn your bridges. You definitely want to have them as a resource. The only the other thing that I would probably do is um, some people want to think big. Um, I say start with the small. So if there are local newspapers or media outlets in your city or within your you know close proximity of where you are, then I would maybe um, garner a, a relationship with that a journalist and um, or a reporting a reporter or editor or newspaper and say, hey, um, by the way, you know. I've got stories that you may that you may be interested in. You know, um, just create a relationship. Part of being a publicist is creating a, re- a relationship. Excuse me. Okay, so it's all about relationship building. Okay. I'm sorry. <clears throat> sorry about that. No worries. Yes, and um, let's touch on that. Yes, so being a publicist, as as the name sounds, public relations, you are building relationships and you are um, building that trust factor. So you being, you know, right out of school, um, you always want to just kind of um, get your name out there. And the best way to do that is to do that locally with within the close proximity of where you are. Okay, so as a new publicist, um, I know at the beginning it's like pro bono, you know, we do something for each other. So do you feel like after a year of doing free work, exchanging products and services that they'll be uh, ready to actually start charging after a year? of getting experience? That's a good question. And and believe it or not, I'm still doing pro bono work for some organizations, nonprofit organizations. Uh-huh. But um, but they always have other networking um, events or they have other... Oops, sorry, I have a dog. No worries. Hey, doggy. <laughs> He's, I call him my co-host. Hey, co-host. <laughs> so I do the, the, non, the, the non-profit... Stop it. The nonprofit organization that I do pro bono work has networks, um, networking events and other networks that I could, you know, tap into and they put in a good word for me or, you know, they, um, they're always kind of promoting me. So, um, I rely on them to, to, to kind of spread the word and, and 
it is word of mouth most of the time so and you know what that's actually a good strategy that you just mentioned um i have a girlfriend that's a publicist for the entertainment field in atlanta georgia and from time to time she does free work for certain clients because that one client can put you in a room or access to an event that you would have never had access to to gain new relationships possibly new clients as well so you guys building relationships is important however you don't have to always charge for your products and services which sounds crazy but trust me me walking on faith with my brand and annie walking on faith with her brand you just never know where those opportunities um can pretty much land you i know a lot of publicists i've seen on social media that they actually become an influencers of, of different products like beauty products um, anything that's pretty much in their field. Do you have a specialty area where you're a publicist or you're well-rounded all the way around? I like to consider myself very well-rounded. I do have series on my show. So on my Annie Talk show, whether it be video or my podcast, I have series. I'll do it like... Um, an amazing athlete series and I'll highlight um, you know athletes that have overcome you know obstacles or even near-death experiences I, I'll do beauty product uh, reviews and or tutorials online tutorials for other types of products so yeah I mean it, it's I've, I feel very well-rounded but I do have that um, the niche about being able to talk with people and kind of helping them tell their story so that's what I'm trying to focus more on. Okay. Now, I know you mentioned you have a very creative story behind on how you got started. Um, when you signed your divorce papers. <laughs> yes. Oh, my so, God. I mean, this is so crazy. I was like, wow, the divorce, <laughs> she just turned into this blossom and just went crazy. So um, get a little bit more detail of, of exactly what happened like. Doing your um, marriage, you wasn't living your purpose, or what happened? That you hit it right on the nail right there for sure. When while married, um, bless his heart, he he did his best. You know, we we did our best, I think, in in the marriage, but um, there was something holding me back, and I didn't know what it was. I've always known that I wanted to do broadcast journalism or be a reporter and the reason why I got out of the field to begin with was because it was very competitive while you're in school so back um, snap back to the 2016 I think it was maybe okay. even 2015 2016 actually 2016 August I signed the divorce papers I left the house I moved into you know I rented a room from um, a lady I found on Craigslist oddly enough I've been here ever since. In January, it was almost like the I had an epiphany. I remember January being here in my room with my dog, my co-host you just heard, and I said, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. And I did. I did. I must have spent all day watching tutorials like crazy. And I finally, the, the, the underlining message that every single one of those DIYers or YouTubers or influencers said was, just get started and that's what made me do it so that right, day, just like Nike say just do it <laughs> just do it January 1st 2017 I did it I made my very first YouTube video I look back I cringe at it now it's like whatever and then that year October um, now here's an opportunity that came up I happened to be you know all of a sudden I was um, a part of this um, radio uh, online uh, internet radio program called the Sandwich Islands Network Radio. Yay, shout out to my sin crew. Hey. 
Yay. Um, they brought me on. I was so happy that they brought me on as an on-air personality. Nonprofit. This is the nonprofit organization I was telling you earlier about. And they threw me into a, um, an event in October. And I remember when he said, he, meaning the creative director, asked me, well, what sh how should I introduce you as? And I said, hmm, that's a good question. I don't know. And he says, well, you talk about a lot of things. Let's see, Annie Talks. And that's how Annie Talks was born. Oh Annie, my goodness. Amazing. <laughs> Annie Talks was born as a YouTube, as a YouTube brand. And then I took it over and I made it into a podcast. And sure enough, it has stuck. And I've not, I've, I'm so indebted to that experience and to that um, organization, the Sandwich Islands Network Radio, and my, my uncle Kamaka, as we call him. So thank you thankful and grateful for the opportunity and that's kind of how it flourished and you know what a lot of people is scared to step out of their comfort zone because I can even go back to myself personally I was always scared to start a podcast I'm like why are you scared I looked at like hundreds of videos I'm following hashtags like how do you get started what do you do and like nice. you said one day I was actually in my car and I googled free podcasts programs or networks or distributor companies and I found one and it was like oh you can record from your phone I'm like oh really yeah <laughs> I literally recorded my intro in my car I got like hundreds of listeners within like the first seven days because people kept saying just do a podcast do a podcast like you're so entertaining just do a podcast so once I put that introduction out I was like okay Shanti it's time to go get a microphone it's time to go get a headset it's time to do this because now that I put it out there people are actually expecting it so That's if anyone right. is listening if there's something you're working on and you're scared you've done all this research just do it like you have to just do it because if you constantly keep putting it on the back burner you're going to look up a whole entire year it's pretty much going to pass you up and as That's you true. see annie she just you know <laughs> no shade against the horse it's like boom you just took off overnight and now you're doing youtube you're an influencer you have your um you're a publicist now you work with different companies and everything is pretty much just growing from your platform now where would any talks be like far as your goal within the next three to five years where would you like to see yourself at well, you know, I love my clients and they are what keep me afloat and, you know, pay the bills. But I, I see myself, I see myself doing YouTube and podcasting um, full time. I would love to be able to podcast from, you know, Hawaii or, or on set someplace. You know, that's kind of my goal. I see a vision for myself and I'm, I'm, I'm working on that vision and I just don't know how to get there yet. But it is a vision. I'm taking, I haven't taken it off my vision board and I'm definitely working towards that goal so that's that's what I that's where I, I would like to see myself in five years okay so this is like the best question that I ask I'm starting to ask everyone give me three key ingredients of being successful as a publicist or in the marketing world that you're in right now three key ingredients that they would need well, I think confidence, you know, you have to have confidence in yourself because if you don't have confidence in yourself, how will, you know, your, your clients have confidence in you? Um, and then two, um, 
you just need to brush up on your expertise, have expertise, expert knowledge in your field. So if you, I, I consider myself more of an entertaining or entertainer publicist um, more than anything. I love entertainment and I want to, you know, I love, I love going to events. I love the behind the scenes and that's something that I absolutely love. So find, find an industry that you're good at, that you absolutely love and have passion about and run with it. And then three, um, well, I guess the third one would be just be a lifelong learner. You know, don't be complacent in where you are and what you know now because there's always something to learn. And, you know, things that you you think you, you knew, you know, you're, you're expert, an expert on one subject and all of a sudden something comes up, you're like, wow, I didn't know that. So be, mm-hmm. open, be open to change, be open to, you know, um, be open to just knowledge and just be a lifelong learner. You know, never, never, never stop learning. Okay, well, you guys heard it from Miss Annie Talks. And Annie, um, what is your social media, your website, any type of contact information if anyone was interested in your services or just to talk to you and pretty much connect with you? Awesome. So the best place is my website, which is AnnieTalks.com. You can find a contact page. Um, you can find my all my um, podcast channels, which are RSS fed out to iTunes, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Or you could email me at Annie at AnnieTalks.com. And you can find me on all social media um, under Annie Talks. All right, guys. So you heard it. It's Miss Annie Talks. And thank you for tuning in to the Shanti Helena Show. It's Shanti Helena. <laughs>